Hi again, everyone. Christine here from Let's Talk Tiny Houses podcast. Patty's with me. I'm here too. And I've got Ricky and Valerie from ESC Consulting who have just come fresh off the stage. How are you? How are you both going? Hello. Hello, Valerie here. Hi, Ricky here. Um, Yeah, feeling a little bit invigorated from that process. Uh, Always a little bit nervous before we go and have a bit of a chat, but it was a great audience and um, and I think that, yeah, it was pretty informative for everybody. (laughs) Yes, we hope so. Yes, (laughs) we hope so. As an audience participant, yes, I thought it was very inspiring and yeah, I took a lot of notes. So I'm sure others did too. So for everyone who wasn't able to attend, the um, topic was where can I put my tiny, which would have to be one of the top questions everyone wants to know. Mm. So um, would you like to give us just a quick rundown of your discussion and then um, some interesting questions that came from it or when you've been going around the carnival, some interesting questions or topics that people have been coming up to you going, "Ah, help me, help me, what's your (laughs) advice on this? So, well, who'd like to start? So I'll, I'll give it a, a shot. So um, essentially the answer to where can I put my tiny house, and we clarify that question by saying where can I legally put my tiny house, is um, the short answer is it depends. Unfortunately, that's, that's the answer, uh, and that's because the regulatory framework that controls where we can live and where we can put our houses is complex. Um, tiny houses on wheels in particular do not fit in very well within that framework and that's what we've been trying to work on is trying to get a place in there for tiny houses on wheels. Um, We want that type of model to be mainstream, we want people to be able to do it everywhere in cities, in rural, wherever they want to be able to do it Um, and that's yeah, what, what we've been working on, that's the all the documentation we've been providing and everything has been towards making that happen. So it depends, um, as Valerie was saying, it depends on where you actually live, state to state, locality to locality. In New South Wales, if you are wanting to uh, live in a tiny house on wheels, you have a few conditional exemptions under a regulation at the state level. I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. It's a mouthful, but it's got caravan, manufactured home, etc. in it. And movable dwelling. And movable dwelling. <laughs> so, a tiny house on wheels uh, fits under a movable dwelling definition. Uh, the most thing, uh, the thing that it resembles most is a caravan. So, kind of like move in that direction. Uh, if you go to section 77 under those regulations, they'll talk about some conditional exemptions for living in a movable dwelling um, on property that's located outside of a caravan park. So if you've got a primary residence on residential land, living in a tiny house on wheels is okay, don't need council approval, as long as you are a part of the household of the existing dwelling. Uh, You can have up to two if you're looking at short-term accommodation. You can also have one on pastoral or agricultural land for seasonal workers that are working on that property. And a recent um, uh, variation, or like a recent addition to that conditional exemption is bushfire affected people. So there's a relaxation if you've been bushfire affected, you can live in a tiny house on wheels or a movable dwelling for up to two years. So that's uh, no, no council approval required. If you fall out of the, those categories, then you'll need to navigate through the normal council processes around uh, looking at their planning schemes and also at their local laws and how they regulate health, safety, 
amenity, um, complaints. That's the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in Queensland, oh my God. <laughs> that exemption for the bushfire, was yeah. that, I hadn't heard about that one. I mean, I'm not a big news watcher either, but was it publicly offered? Because there was certainly an uproar over the bushfires and I'm just trying to live on my property and rebuild. And so it, it seemed like there was a, like the human outcry, but I didn't hear that council fixed it. So I don't know how it actually played yeah. out. We we follow um, a Facebook uh, group in Brisbane called Tiny Houses Brisbane, and we kind of got the information that way. So there's a lot of people out there that are watching the space, and information's flying, uh, you know, from all different directions. So it's great to be part of those groups because you'll hear snippets of information you might not normally come across. But I believe it's a recent addition um, to help alleviate, um, you know, the the tragedy that's actually occurred. And you're both members of ATHA? We are. Uh, when did you first become a member of ATHA? Hmm. When you first created. Oh, excellent. <laughs> are you number one? Are you uh, number I don't know about number one, but <laughs> that's probably Chris and Fern. Um, no, but we, we were um, contacted by uh, Chris Wenben and, and Fern King down in Victoria um, when we first put out the Tiny House Planning Resource. Um, we were in touch with them for, for quite a bit um, mm -hmm. and then they decided to create the association and we said yep yeah, we, we you know, participate and help and um, we're on the um, we were on the uh, the planning committee um, we had to step out for a little bit but we're in there we're, we're helping them out and how long have you both known each other oh it's a while now we mm. uh, we worked together previously uh, in a private planning firm uh, we work. Uh, we also work in the environmental space, so we assist developers with um, development applications that might have an environmental component to that. So we worked in that team in the in that space, and then we kind of separated, moved to different consultancies, came back together, and said, "Why don't we um, start a partnership and form our own business?" and and, and let's look at the key areas that we feel passionate about, and that's environment, sustainability, and community. So that's what ESC stands for. Just moving back to the Atha question, um, Valerie put a hand up to head the Queensland chapter initially, and uh, and now that baton's been passed across to Mel Sparkles, who is more than adequate for the task. Mm. So uh, there's a good group of people. We're so we're so excited to see it uh, forming up around Australia and all of the amazing work that's being done on behalf of, of the other people that are interested. They don't have the time to do it, so it's just fantastic, and we totally endorse uh, becoming a member of Atha. At the talk that you had, you said there were some free resources that you're available. The, obviously, the decision tree and the other plan that you. What's your website address? Okay, um, pretty straightforward. <laughs> www.escconsulting.com.au. Uh, go to our community page. We've also got like a tab for tiny house resources. Uh, any resource that we have on there is uh, is open source. Anyone can download it. We also believe that Atha has those resources on their website as well. Mm. Uh, we had a PowerPoint presentation that we prepared today. Unfortunately, we weren't able to show it because of technical issues. We'll throw that up as well. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. So um, it's been such a great turnout for the carnival. What are some interesting questions that might have been brought your way through the carnival um, that usually it's like, oh, this is a new question. I don't usually get this one. <laughs> Um, so the carnival's been amazing, the, the turnout here, um, the crowd, the number of crowds, the number of tiny houses on display, it's fantastic. 
um, and the, you know the international celebrities um, that have come to talk as well. It's been wonderful. Probably one of the um, more quirky questions, I guess. It's, it's you know it, the, the topic that um, we kind of talk to is pretty dry, so it's, it's not a funny one. But uh, it is related to to bushfire. It's related to being able to. It was a couple who actually just want to live in a tiny house on wheels for the flexibility, for the minimalist lifestyle, the sustainable lifestyle. But they want, they, you know, they can't do it in Sydney. It's, it's too expensive to buy a block of land. They would like to go to the Blue Mountains, buy, you know, somewhere with a bit of bush. Um, but so one, they can't just do that with the tiny house on wheels, so they get really frustrated with that. Um, and then the whole bushfire thing is, you know, um, meeting the requirements from councils around that, uh, but then having the conflict of having to remove, you know, trees to create a bushfire uh, buffer and that sort of stuff. So there, it, it's it's a real conundrum, like the the, the whole bushfire thing. For you know, I, I prepare bushfire management plans and do bushfire hazard assessments and um, it's such a minefield. Again, councils are very risk averse, they take a really hard line on, on that sort of thing. Um, and, for, and for good reason too, mm. and for good reason. But again, yeah. it's um, being able to demonstrate that there are ways of building dwellings where you can achieve a, a fairly high level of safety um, from bushfire and just, you know, letting you know if people are willing to take that risk then it's their choice but um and, yeah. and having a, a bushfire management plan in place too so that you yeah, know that's right um what are your options if uh, a threat is coming your way mm. and how are you going to respond to that under which you need to have if you're in those zones with the conventional dwelling as well that's right yeah. i think that's one thing that's been very much highlighted with the bushfires that if you need one it's it's almost like um knowing how to get out of your house well, that's it, what I was just thinking. Yeah. It's, it's not just on a mobile dwelling this yeah. is just everywhere yeah. yes you know so, yeah. you just need that safety plan don't you that's right exactly. so patty you you took many many notes at ricky and valerie space yes so i think they've covered you, a lot of them oh, now okay. i think that it depends was the most fascinating thing it depends if it's on wheels it depends if it's fixed it depends if you're rural it depends if this it, there's a lot of it depends but and i think it's up to people to do their due diligence as you said and figure out what local zoning and what you know what's allowed there's a lot of research still to happen but there's a lot of good resources that you've certainly put online and put up there for everybody so we thank you for your efforts probably the key message for me is um, that people shouldn't be afraid to go and talk to the councils yeah um, as I was telling that couple um, councils are actually there to serve the community if, if they don't know what the community wants, if they don't hear about what people want to do with tiny houses, then nothing's going to change, right? So if we want to make tiny houses mainstream, go and talk to your council. And there is a huge support network through mm. Atha to help you do that. Absolutely. And that's um, a big takeaway from this weekend. Now, Ricky, we were having a joke before the podcast that there might be some karaoke. What was it? Where did this joke come from? Okay. <laughs> this is the time I run away now. Oh, no, no, and no, no. no one is going to want to There's... listen to this. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> You're teasing. La, 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 la. Oh, oh, fabulous. Fabulous. 
Okay, well, thank you, Valerie and Ricky, for giving us your time. It's lovely to meet you, and we'll have to keep in touch. And if you've ever got any updates you'd like to give us, contact us, and we'll be right there. We'll add all your links and everything to the show notes and the socials. So we, we might get a song out of you next time. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, everyone, and we'll sign off for now. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, Ethel.